Hi, welcome to the latest episode of my podcast, which is the audio recording of an interview. The video version is available on Facebook, YouTube, and most of the time on Instagram. My Facebook group is called Donna's Interviews, Reviews and Giveaways, and all the links to everything else are on there. Um, If you want any feedback or if you want to suggest any authors you'd like to see, I'd really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy. Good afternoon. Today I'm speaking to Dan Scotto on the release of his new book. So hi again, Dan. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and about your new book? Hiya. Um, it's good to be back, Donna. Thanks for having me again. Uh, so I am Dan Scotto, and this is my second novel to be released. Um, and it is called Girl A, and here we have it. Uh, and it's a twisty psychological thriller about um, historical crime and uh, mistaken identity and what happens when people aren't entirely open with their friends and family you know, if they like to keep things to themselves and it what happens if if doubt gets cast on somebody and you've got no way of proving that because you've kept everything secret your entire life you've got no way of proving one way or another and the the ramifications of that yep and that's out now isn't it that's out today yeah, out today <laughs> so you can download it for the bargain price of 99p yep and it's free on kindle unlimited as well yes <laughs> Or the paperback is, uh, I think, eight ninety nine if you want to get. And from what I saw, it's doing quite well. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I've, I've been working today, so I've not been checking that much. But when I've had a look, it's been doing. It's been doing well. I'm pleased. <laughs> It seems to be uh, all over the groups on social media, so it must be quite popular so far, so that's cool. Well, that's good to know. That's, you know, as much as I enjoy writing, um, it's nice to know that people enjoy what you've written. You know, there'd be no point in doing it if people hated it. Um, are you surprised by the response as it's only your second book and it's been such a long time since the release of your first one? I, I am, yeah. I'm actually really humbled and overwhelmed, I have to say. Um, it, it's been a very nice feeling. Um, and I guess I guess it shows that people must have enjoyed the last one, Damaged, because... Obviously, if everyone hated it, they wouldn't have gone out and bought the next one. So it's 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 a good feeling, and it is very surprising. Um, and you know, I I still <laughs> I think we talked about this last time. I can't remember, or we might have talked about it off camera. But I still feel weird saying I'm an author because <laughs> it just feels like me. No, I'm not an author. <laughs> you know, um, so to know that. I've got 
a second book out that people are reading is just amazing, really. Yeah, I'm, and I've told you last time that having one published book definitely makes you an author. Now you've got two, then absolutely 100% you're an author. So you're just going to have to accept it, really. I just need to get comfortable saying it. Uh, to be fair, I've spoken to authors that have 20 books out and even they won't introduce themselves as writers. So it's normal. Yeah, you're so please tell us we're not going to have to wait so long for your next book. Um, no, you're, you're not. I, I don't know how much I can say, but um, my that there will be news coming very soon about my next book. <laughs> awesome. That's good to know. It, won't be, it, it won't be as long a wait anywhere near. Have you already written it? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. Good stuff. And then what's your plans after that? I, I've had a few ideas bouncing around my head for a while now. Um, and I've recently started putting something, words on a page for number four. Whether or not that pans out to, to be a finished book, I don't know. I hope it will, because I'm, I'm quite excited about it, but we'll see. Um, out of the two books you've written so far, who's been your favourite character to write? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, there's a character uh, in Gurley called Margot, and she is... Um, she was fun to write. I can imagine that she is. Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> and I've got a very, very clear picture in my head of what she looks like and what she sounds like. I, I mean, I have that with all my characters, but her very much so. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you only had the option of one of your books being made into a TV series or a film, which one would you choose? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's a really difficult question. Um, I think maybe Girl A, actually. Yeah. Any reason or just because? <laughs> I think it would probably be better received. Um, damaged got a bit gruesome and heavy towards the end, I think. And a lot of people didn't like that. <laughs> so um, I think this would probably be easier to transfer to the screen. But then saying that, number three, this is out of the books that have been released so far, but I think number three, I'm, I'm quite proud of. And I think it would make quite a good film. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, you've changed your settings again for this book and I think for your next one, haven't you? Is there yeah. any reason? Yes, yeah, so um, the setting for, for Damage was very much fictional and completely made up. Um, so it was a fictional village, fictional, it was uh, East Sussex, no it wasn't, it was uh, Hampshire, but it was, the, the town was made up and the street was made up. 
Um, Gurley is set in and around East Sussex and it's set a lot of it, the action takes place in Brighton. Um, and uh, the main character, Beth, lives in a farmhouse in Fulmer, which is just outside of Brighton. Um, and that was quite a different um, process for me because I was writing about real places that I, that I know and that I've lived in and I've been to. Um, whereas before, for, for Damage, I was just making stuff up. So obviously it's a bit easier when you're writing about real places because you, you've got a very clear picture and you, you can describe it. And, and the next book is set in Scotland. So very close to home, it's set on the West Coast of Scotland. Um, which is beautiful, beautiful scenery. So there's a lot of very descriptive writing in that about the scenery and the landscapes. Would you ever write one set in St Albans? <laughs> um, I think I, I could. I think it's quite a cool place and there's obviously all the old buildings and Roman ruins and, and things. So yeah, I think it could make quite an interesting setting for a, for a crime novel. <laughs> and a big cathedral and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that cathedral lends itself to to a murder or a showdown. <laughs> yeah, although I'm not sure the posh people of St Albans would approve. <laughs> oh, they'd love it. People from St Albans love it whenever St Albans is mentioned in anything. <laughs> Which is quite frequently, especially because it's a city. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally gone off track again. <laughs> um, <laughs> <was> my fault, sorry. <laughs> um, if you were to be um, a character in Gurley, would you get on with your characters or who would you get on with best? Gosh. I don't know. I'd probably... Um... I think Beth's husband, Charlie, I'd probably be quite good mates with because he's quite a normal bloke. <laughs> so um, I can't see myself associating with many of the other characters from it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, and how did you choose your character names? Um, it's so for this one, um, the, the the main characters, Beth and Charlie, their names changed lots of times because it just didn't feel right. And everything I, I tried, I would read through it and I'd think, no, it doesn't, she doesn't seem like that person. So um, I just kept trying different things until something sat right and felt comfortable and it felt like they were real people and that's that's basically how I choose my character names every time I mean sometimes the name will come to me as soon as I'm thinking of the story and and that name won't change um so for damaged the characters names didn't change they they, they came to me with the with the initial idea and they stayed those names um but it just has to feel right and it had when I think about the person in the name, it has to feel like I'm thinking about a real person. And then I know that that name works. So, but as, I, as I'm going on, it's getting increasingly difficult to come up with, <laughs> with 
names for characters, which is ridiculous because there's so many names, but you know. Need a baby name book by the side, yeah. Apparently, oh, that's. I just yeah. start making names up. Yeah, perhaps that's the way forward. <laughs> you can start a new trend. You know, one thing I find quite annoying when I'm reading, not annoying, but frustrating actually, when I'm reading a book, if I come to a name that I've not seen before and I don't know how to pronounce it, um, and for the whole story, I make up what that name is supposed to be in my head and it's generally completely wrong, but that's what that person will be called in my head for the whole book. <laughs> yeah, this is what I done when I read, read War and Peace, but it wasn't just one name, it was like 10. So they were just some kind of random noise because they're Russian names and I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's probably quite normal when people are reading. I, I would imagine that's what most people do. Just yeah, make up random noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it worked for me. Otherwise I would have given up, I think. So yeah. Um I think we spoke about it last time, but just in case people have forgotten, um do you want to remind people why you kept with the title, even though there's been another book out recently with the same title? Yeah, it was, it was a difficult one because for me, as soon as the, the seed of the idea for this story was in my head, I knew I wanted to call it Girl A. Um, and it just, it, it fits and it works. And when it was close to completion, I saw a tweet about the other book called Girl A and my heart sank um, and I thought, oh, and I looked at the release date and I thought, oh, it's, it's like only a few, like a couple of months before mine would be coming out. And I thought, there's no way I can do it. Um, and then I looked at the stories. They were completely different stories. There was nothing similar at all. And I thought, I, I'd like to, to keep it because it, it's what it's always been in my head and the thought of changing it didn't work for me and I couldn't think of anything else to call it either that, that worked as well. And I spoke to Bloodhound um, and, and, and they agreed. Um, so it's, it's difficult, it was difficult and it's a shame that there was another book out so recently with the same title, but um, I suppose if you look at most books, there's, there's probably lots of books with the same title. So you, it's probably getting to the point where it's impossible to come up with a, with a, with a title that nobody's used before. But. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem to have affected anything anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a decision. Uh, from a from a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read the other girl? Eh? I haven't. No, I I was. Yeah, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you do when you? What do you do to celebrate when you finish writing a book? Oh, I. What do I do? I, I kind of um, have a drink because I, I generally don't drink when I'm writing because I need to keep a clear head. So um, yeah, I'll have a drink and I'll 
I'll, I'll relax because I don't often get to relax. Um, so that's just kind of the celebration that I'll have when I finish writing something is I'll, I'll take some time to not have to be doing anything. But that doesn't, that doesn't last long because, you know, I'll finish the first draft, then I'll have a little break and then I'll go through and I'll start refining it. And then obviously I'll send the version to the publisher and I'll get edits back. So, you know, it's a very short lived thing where I'm <laughs> relaxing and not, not doing anything. And is it more exciting finishing the book or the publication day? I think they're both equally exciting, but it's very different um, kinds of excitement. So when I finish writing a book, it's kind of a relieved excitement, like, yes, finally done it. And publication day excitement is nervous excitement. Probably more nervous than excited, actually, because once it's out, like, there's that fear, like, oh, what if everyone hates it? So it, it's... <laughs> Although it's very exciting knowing it's going out there, it's also terrifying. <laughs> um, and forgot, oh, is it getting easier um, to write now that you've got two books out? Is it any easier? Um, yes, yeah, I, I think <clears throat> when I was writing Damaged, I didn't really have a clue what I was doing. Um, and I think I've learned from mistakes that I made um, and obviously working with editors now, like when I was writing Damage, I'd never worked with an editor. So I didn't know the sort of pitfalls and mistakes that people make and that I make. And now I, I know what to look for and I, I can see myself making the mistakes and then I can backtrack and take it out before it gets to that stage. So, so yeah, it's get, it gets easier in as much as, I guess I know what I'm doing more. I know what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, because I, I love writing, I wouldn't say I find it difficult and I don't want that to sound arrogant because I don't mean it to be arrogant at all. I just mean, it kind of just flows and I enjoy it. Um, and yeah, I, th I think, yeah, it's, 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 it's the fact that I know what to do now more that, that makes it a lot easier. And what advice would you give to anyone that's thinking about it? Um, stop thinking and just do it because I, I wanted to do this for such a long time and I always had an excuse not to. Um, and I just wish I'd done it years ago. You, you, can't, you can't go back and you can't change things, but anyone who's, who wants to write and is thinking about it or has even got a seed of an idea in their head for a, for a, for a book, just do it. Get it down on paper because it's no good to anyone in your head. <laughs> and you might surprise yourself. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and do you think it's easier to get published now? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think I see a lot of stuff online on Twitter and social media from people getting 
who are struggling to get published. So I don't think, I mean, fortunately, touch wood, I, I haven't had the most difficult journey to get to getting published. And I think I'm very, very lucky with the journey I've had, but I see on online a lot of people getting rejections left, right and centre. So, and I, I feel bad for those people, you know, it's, I don't think getting published is an is a, is an easy thing by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, no. Um, what's the most interesting thing you found when researching Gurley? Gosh, I don't think um, the, the research for Gurley was quite harrowing. So. I don't think I would say any of it was pleasant or interesting. I mean, it was interesting, morbidly interesting, probably uh, more than anything, but it wasn't a fun experience researching that book because um, the sorts of things that I was reading up on was just not, not very nice. Um, and there's a lot of stuff, I think I said last time, the stuff that I read um, about historic cases that one you know you see the stuff in the news and the press and that that doesn't touch on any of the the horrible stuff really um and i think once you've seen some of these details from some of these cases it's it's there forever um and it wasn't fun <laughs> it was nice it was necessary because I wanted to make sure that I handled the subject matter um, kind of well, and I didn't want to do injustice to, to, to anything or anybody who might have experienced anything similar to, to stuff that happens in the book. So I wanted to make sure I got it right. Um, and I didn't want to sensationalise anything. I wanted to make sure it was you know, the, the nitty gritty stuff was unpleasant. It wasn't being, you know, made to be fantastic or anything other than what it is. Um, and what did you do to sort of get past that or get out of that headspace when you were writing? Um, I didn't really, to be honest. Um, and I, I don't think it was... A, a bad thing to be in that headspace while I was writing because I think it helped to get the darkness across in the story. Um, the worst thing about it, uh, being in that headspace for such a long time was going to bed and running through things in, in my mind as I was drifting off to sleep. So um, fortunately, when I finished it, I moved on to the next book. So that occupied my brain so it, yeah and did that have an impact on the day job um no no it didn't I think I'm very good at um putting things in compartments and 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 shutting things off when I have to um apart from when I go to bed that's when I have no control over what goes through my head but I've always been very good at detaching myself from 
what's going on personally when I need to do my my job. So just use those tactics and got on with it. <laughs> um, and before we started recording, we were talking about going back to work. So is that going to impact on your writing um, more time-wise than anything? Yeah, I think it will. It definitely will. If I if I have to go back to working in the office, um, it it will definitely eat into writing time because I I work uh, about well, it's, it's a forty five minute drive if there's no traffic, um, but generally it's about an hour each way. So since lockdown, I've had two extra hours every day, um, you know, and I can finish work because I'm home I finish work turn off my work computer and I can start writing straight away whereas when I'm driving back it's an hour home then you get in you need to unwind feed the dogs by the time I, I'm fit to do anything it would be seven o'clock eight o'clock so it definitely would if, if, if I do have to go back to working in the office it it will impact the time I have to write but you know, when I wrote Damaged, I was working in the office. So, and, and most of the writing for that was done very late at night, which wasn't ideal because I was tired all the time. But, you, you know, if, if you want to get it done, you find a way and you get it done. And as much as I'd prefer to carry on doing it the way I'm now doing it, I'd, I'd find a way. <laughs> yeah, I've learned... Um from people getting up at five in the morning to people staying up till two in the morning. If they want to write, then they will write. That's so, yeah. it. I think if, if, if you want to do it, you'll find the time to fit it in and it, it will impact your life. But, you know, if you want to do it, you've got to put up with that. Um, who was your first celebrity crush? Can I take the Fifth Amendment on that question? Nope. <laughs> um, gosh, it's a very long time ago. <laughs> I remember being obsessed with... Um, oh, God, the dog's just come in. Out. 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 Um, I remember being a little bit obsessed with uh, Jerry Halliwell and the Spice Girls, if that counts. Really? <laughs> I don't see it. She was, cool. she was cool. Well, I thought she was cool back then. <laughs> Looking back, maybe not so much. Well, uh, yeah. She's doing all right now, though, isn't she? She's married to some rich guy, isn't she? And God knows. Lost <laughs> track of all these celebrities these days. I don't have time for it. <laughs> um, what would those closest to you say your worst habits are? Um, probably... I can be quite um, headstrong... <laughs> yes <laughs> and i'm never wrong 
<laughs> um, um, what three things would you want with you if you were stranded on a desert island? A laptop or something to write in. An endless supply of gin and music. Awesome. Well, I won't talk to you anymore um, and I will wrap this up so you can celebrate to the rest of your publication day. So do you just want to tell everyone where they can find out more about Gurley and your other books and you? So um, the best place to get information about me and my writing is my Facebook author page, which I think is at Dan Scotto author and that's where I put most of my updates about what's going on I am on Twitter as well but I don't get on there so much um, but definitely my Facebook author page is is the best place to find information awesome. and be, um, on there in the evenings this week if anybody wants to message me or ask me any questions about Gurley Brilliant. And I hope your book continues to do well. And I will let you know when I finish it later what I think of it as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I look forward to hearing what you think. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember that you can view the video on my Facebook page, Donna's Interviews, Reviews and Giveaways, or you can also review it the video on YouTube. Um, just search for my name, uh, Donna Morfitt. Her uh, surname's M-O-R-F-E-T-T, and you should be able to find it quite easily. Um, if you want any people to be interviewed, then please let me know, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you.